Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. It's Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about being solution-oriented, because we know many, 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 many. people who are problem-oriented, and they can tell you their problems, and they can list them for you, and the obstacles and the challenges they face in every moment of their daily lives. It reminds me of an old saying in the Est world, what's between you and getting that done? Oh yeah, it's it's a bad memory. (laughs) And in the flip side of that, it's being problem-oriented helps you see what you can't do. And it, it is not the most practical way of achieving your goals for your clients in your competitions, in your healing, in any place. So let's talk about what it takes to be solution-oriented instead. Yeah, because you've got to get out of that some of those old patterns, those old patterns where you get frustrated and you get you get locked into trying to do the same thing over and over again with very little variability and you keep wondering why you keep getting the same results and you're frustrated by it. That frustration level doesn't lead to solutions. It doesn't lead to options. Your, your brain doesn't automatically start thinking of new things when you get that frustrated. So you've got to stop whatever you're doing, step back, take a look and start thinking. How would I accomplish this? What are the resources I need? What are the skills I need? Who has done this that I can mentor with? It's not always Google, but YouTube is really helpful, I find, for solutioning. And it's the mindset of looking at where you want to be and go, what's the solution? What's going to get me there as opposed to where are the roadblocks? How, how can this possibly undermine my intent? And I have to admit that the reason that I wanted to do this topic was because Dave and I work a lot. And we work from early in the morning till evening. Therefore, our leisure time is often after dark and we want to ride our horses. And the weather's generally, except for this week, fine to do that. But the circumstances where we are didn't lend itself to that happening. So Dave took Sunday, built a platform, took a how many million zillion kilowatt? 30,000 lumens. Light, put it in our front field, and we can now ride. It looks like a stadium lit up because... We had, here's the situation, we want a ride. There's a solution. The solution was opening up your mind to what's possible and what are the resources I need. And it wasn't easy. And it wasn't the first way he thought he was going to do it. No. I don't think it was the second way you thought you were going to do it either. No, because I actually bought stuff that I ended up not using because it didn't work. And how often do you set a goal, 
it doesn't work out in the first step you take to achieve that goal and you go, can't be done. I think we talked about this last week, best laid plans. Best laid plans. <laughs> and it can't be done. Except that most things can be done if you're willing to do it differently. And being solution-oriented means the first question you ask is, how will I accomplish? Not can I accomplish it? Not is it possible? What's what are the steps that would need to happen? And am I willing to do what it takes? Because it's a very different mindset to knowing something's possible and then being willing to take the step to make it so. And it may not be that worth it to you. That's up to you and your decision. You can say, I'm going to be in the Olympics, but are you willing to do all of the groundwork? Or do you want to click your heels together, say there's no place like home and expect to be there? Yeah, you can't make it a wish. You know, just can't be a some, something that you wish you could do, even though statistically or physically or whatever, it's impossible. So you have to work within certain limitations, obviously. You're going to have some limitations based on emotions, finances, whatever it could be, there could be some limitation. And there's still solutions based inside there. You just have to be able to step back and actually start trying to find solutions and not commiserating with other people. Because I see this happen a lot. People get in and they start complaining about something and then someone joins them and they've got a story that they can complain about. And then that person has a, oh, I can one-up that story with something that's miserable. And pretty soon you commiserate and you don't come up with any solutions because you're commiserating together. We do not do that. No. We cohabitate. Cohabitate with us or... Change the channel. Out of here. That's right. Because <laughs> because we are, we have learned to be solution oriented. We have learned, and many of you, whether you've done it yourselves diagnostically or taken your horse, your dog, your cat, yourself, your child to a diagnostician who says that can't be helped. And immediately when I hear those words, I reframe it in my head to, I can't help you because there is a huge difference between you can't be helped and I can't help you. And I get calls today from people saying, you know, I need some help with this. Who would you recommend? Because even knowing that we are not always the solution and sometimes it's an acupuncturist and sometimes it's a surgeon and sometimes it's a behavioralist. And sometimes it's between your own ears and understanding where those challenges lie helps you take the best path. And there's rarely one path. There's the path that works for you in this moment, best choice based on all of the things Dave was talking about, you know? Yeah, because you can YouTube something and it shows you how to do something. But if you don't have those tools cap available to you, then what do you do? Okay, that's not going to work. So I've got to try something else. And you keep looking to try to find that answer and to find that solution to what it is that you're tasked with. And it's 
it's it's a mental game. It really is because you've got to stay out of frustration mode and be fascinated by all the possibilities that are out there. But you need to find the one that's going to work, like Wendy said, for you. You have to find something that works for you. If it doesn't work for you and you're trying to stuff a square peg into a round hole, guess what? You're going to have challenges and it's not going to be fun. And when you take the fun out of it, oh, then you're in trouble. Because why, why bother? You know, it's, this is life. You know, somebody, somebody quoted, uh, life is what happens while you're busy making plans. I believe it was John Lennon who said that. Yeah, it was John Lennon. And exactly. So to be able to function in the moment it, as your best self, getting your best results, making your horse jump higher, having your dog weave faster, getting a level of obedience, my dog won't sit. Well, perhaps it's because you never actually use the word sit. You're busy calling their name. And that's not a behavior. So always, I depending on your learning style, is how you can understand who is your best choice for mentor. Because for me, I've learned about myself that I have to physically go through emotion in order to embed that knowledge in my head. You can tell me 4,000 times, and then I'm going to ask you again and be annoying because I'm like, it doesn't matter if you say, go left, go right, go straight, go to this road, go to that. No, no, no. Draw me a map because, and I have to draw the map because I learned through the kinesthetic application of a skill. How many of you, in order to learn a new skill, have to do it you can watch someone, but then you've got to do it yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Wendy Tepton just reminded me of something that, it, and this is something that you can do. It's so simple and so basic that a lot of people don't think about this. But when you think about uh, something that is giving you trouble, what happens to you physically? You start shortening your breath. You start hunching your body. You start getting into this cocoon of frustration, this cocoon of, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so if you stay like that, guess what? Your body, because of the physical nature of that posture that you hold yourself in, limits your options. You can't think when your head's down below your shoulders and you know, you're, you're, not breathing, you're not getting oxygen to your brain. No, you need that oxygen. That oxygen is going to give you ideas because you, you talk about anybody, you talk to anybody who's gone into a hyperbaric chamber, they will tell you that their brain all of a sudden works so much better because of that oxygen that's been forced into their brain. And if you shut yourself down and you shut your breathing down, everything slows. Well, so change physically, get up. Move around. We used to get up and make people dance just to change their physical being to open you up for options. We all have the personality that goes with being shut down. I, uh, I would call it my Eeyore self. You know, yeah, yeah, it's probably going to rain. It's going to do this. It's like, well, that's one way of looking at it. And I, you can have your ear self, you can have your owl self, always has an answer for everything. 
may not be the most practical or useful, but there's an answer there. I prefer the poo self who looks for the rainbows, who looks for, you know, I'm, I'm already happy. Now let me look for some evidence to support my happiness so I'm out looking for rainbows. You can be solution-oriented in the little things and build that physical pattern Dave was talking about. What do you look like in your own mirror when you are just on it? What's your best ride? What's your best feet? What's your best agility? What it, when have you gotten the results that you really wanted? That's the physiology of creativity for creating solutions to whatever your momentarily you know, challenge is. And, and some of them are hard. Some of them are really hard. So many people we know right now are going through some very, very significant challenges. And if you're solution-oriented, you're going to find those people who can actually guide you through to the best possible outcome. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of got down this path of changing your physical being. And there was a technique that we learned a long time ago called visual volleyball that you can do at night that will help you find solutions for your issues while you sleep. You know, it's a real simple thing because all you have to do is take, take a moment as you, if you're laying in bed and, and just close your eyes and, and put yourself into that experience and what we call a full synesthesia, feel yourself there, hear yourself saying the things that you would say, look at the things around you and, and get to that point where, okay, this is where I need the solution. And then take, just take a really nice deep breath in and let your breath all the way out. And then just roll your eyes in a complete circle, starting like at 12 o'clock, like you're looking at a clock and you look your, make sure your eyes go up. Not your chin. Yeah, not your chin up, your eyes. So your eyes are actually looking up and then roll your eyes in a complete circle. And that circle all the way around accesses different parts of your brain. This is a whole, probably a whole nother podcast, but it accesses different parts of your brain and roll your eyes around a couple times and, and then roll them back the other way. Go both directions. And then when you're done, go, gee, I wonder what that was all about. Okay, because... Certain words help you access more of your brain. Wonder happens to be one of them. And then go to sleep. Just go to sleep. And the interesting thing is you'll wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm going to try this. Where did that come from? It came from that unconscious part of you that you asked. And what's fascinating about using visual volleyball is that sometimes there's a part of that visual field as you're circling around that feels a little uncomfortable. That lets you know that's a part of your brain that you don't visit very often. And by acknowledging that and sending your eyes there, you'll be able to open up even more ideas and even more possibilities. Yeah, sometimes you have to get somebody to watch you roll your eyes in a circle because you may feel like you're rolling your eyes in a circle, but I guarantee you're cutting corners. And so having someone watch and help you, and sometimes what you need to do is just take your finger and follow your finger in a big circle. 
without moving, without moving your, your head. Yes. Not moving your head, just we've, moving your eyes. Because we've, we've had, we've seen this too. Oh, they, instead of cutting a quarter, they just move their whole head and forget to move their eyes in that direction. That's another cheat. That is an unconscious cheat that people do. People want to win. They want, and they want to perform. They want to please yourself or others. And so what we're going to recommend you do when it's safe after listening to this podcast is recognize something that's challenging, recognize, and start with something little. Although for me, cleaning my closet is enormous. So I often avoid solving that one. What you do is just choose something. Take your deep breath in. Follow your finger around clockwise, then counterclockwise. Take a deep breath in and say, I wonder what the solution is. And we will be here to listen to how this has created an impact in your life. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lindquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.